It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. It is the year 2018, and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down. What once was right is wrong. And those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theater are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives each week to broadcast from a South Seas barge, crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine to bring you the triumph, the majesty, the sublimity of rude alchemy. dear listeners, it's me, the announcer, or should I say, the narrator. (laughs) Yep, with the original narrator's untimely passing, I'm finally getting my time to shine. I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to... Oh, hey, announcer, how's it going? Who the hell are you? Well, oh, 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 yes. You're probably wondering why I'm a gorgeous, borderline, too young Asian woman right now. Oh, my God, it's your... Yeah, it's me, all right. But I... but you... Died? Well, yes and no. You see, since my life is threatened pretty much every season for one reason or another... I've been regularly backing up my consciousness to a remote server run by experimental scientists who are political exiles from North Korea. When I was killed, they still hadn't finished the mechanized body I'd commissioned, so they used what was on hand, a robotic sex doll meticulously modeled after K-pop icon Im Yoon Ah. Oh my god! I know, right? Oh, I'm thinking of sticking with this body. I would... Strongly consider that. And not just because everyone's being so nice to me. It's also really great being able to move around without all the extra weight. The increased mobility will really come in handy as I track down my killer. Your what? Oh, oh, oh. if you think that for a second I'm not going to find that motherfucker and face him to death with my crevice. Sorry, that's what the Koreans call the ribbed silicone compartment that functions as my vagina. You got another thing coming. Wait, so you don't know who killed you? No, no, no. I, I forgot to back up my consciousness for a couple of weeks there, so I have no memory of the events leading to my death. I kept meaning to do the backup, but I was torrenting a lot of This Is Us at the time, and I needed the bandwidth. But I'll find him. I'll find him. Don't you worry about that. But wait, don't you think... Can't you... Shouldn't you... I'm sorry, I can't focus. You are so beautiful. Oh, oh, you're sweet. You're such a good friend. Can you, um, can you run to the Haberdasher and get me my, uh, cowgirl hat? Okay. Thanks, cutie. (laughs) Poe Green and the Ghost Machine is brought to you by the debate about whether you can separate the sins of the artist from the art itself... And if I may add my two cents here, from a humble children's blood portraitist's perspective, I certainly hope so.
With a cough and a gasp, he awoke. The ground was hard, the air stiff. His breathing labored, and a dull ringing filled his ears. All was dark but for a flicker of light some yards away. Struggling to his feet, he labored toward the light and sensed the air grow hotter as he approached. Noises began to rise as the ringing in his ears dissipated. A cacophony of noise, the clamoring of metal on stone, painful screams, chains dragging along the dirt. He reached the opening of what he now knew to be a cave dug into the wall, a place he must have been stowed away in upon his arrival. He looked out and saw the great cavern he was in. He stepped out onto a narrow ledge that hugged the wall of the cavern, and to his right inclined slightly as it wrapped around upwards endlessly towards a sky of fire. To his left it declined the same way into an abyss of darkness. All along the walls were laborers of all sorts, humans being only one kind, dressed in drab ratty garments and using dull instruments to break away at the walls and fallen rocks. Their faces were gaunt, their bodies shriveled to the bone. Spotted amongst these frail creatures, towering above them were demonic beings that horrified any who looked upon them, with tusks like a walrus, manes like a lion, and snouts like a pig. The beasts rolled among the workers with whips or chains in their hands, ready to beat any for even the slightest infraction. As he looked out on this torturous landscape, Poe Green realized an unspeakable reality. He had entered hell. Help! Oh God, no! Help! Poe began to run along the narrow edge, bumping into creatures and knocking them over. He himself fell several times in the short distance he was able to run, before being slammed to the ground by one of the beasts. Help! You don't understand! With these unknown words, the beast grabbed one of Poe's ankles and lifted him in the air with ease. Poe's head hung feet above the ground. Laughter began to fill the cavern as the beast began to address his nearest compatriots. Even the gaunt laborers were watching and, to Poe's horrific astonishment, smiling. Please! You don't understand! With that, the beast turned and extended his arm out of the edge of the abyss. From his new angle, Poe could see that a fall would be at least 100 feet, ending in only God knows what. Behind him, he could hear more uproarious laughter spawned by the beast's words. As he listened, he braced himself for the inevitable pain, when suddenly, he heard a voice cut through the laughter. Nico Amel. Nico Ashkanak. Pika Root Foshan Lee. East Mikrio Astafek Mushka. With this, the beast looked at Poe, and then in a manner that suggests indifference, he tossed Poe to the ground by the mysterious figure's feet. The beast walked off, resuming his prior duties of beating all those who did not appear to be putting forth their best effort. Poe looked up at the figure that had presumably saved his life. Standing tall and erect, the figure was covered with a single garment. Only its pale eyes were seen, and Poe realized with horror that this creature had no eyelids. It turned from Poe and began to walk off. After a few feet, it turned toward him again, and with a slight move of its head, gestured for him to follow. 
Poe stood and followed the creature as it disappeared into another cave. Who? What are you? I am Misandra. Misandra? What is that? Turkish? Huh? Tur- Turkish? I, um, I, I do not understand. Well, the headscarf that... I don't know. I just... I don't know. Do you know where you are? I have a pretty good idea. I'm You're in, in hell. hell. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. You've been brought here by our leader. Satan. Satan. Oh. Wow, we're really on the same page. It's kind of cool. Oh, um, hey, don't, don't say cool. It's, uh, it's a bit of a sore subject. Ah, got it. So, where are you taking me now? To see him. Satan? Yes. That's what you guys call him down here? Satan? Yes. Huh. What? It's just... Nah, nothing. It's nothing. No, really, what is it? Seriously, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. You said, huh, which implies that you had some kind of thought that was apparently strong enough to provoke a verbal reaction, which I heard. It's only natural for me to therefore ask about it. Really, it's nothing. If it was nothing, we wouldn't still be talking about it. Well, you're still talking about it, not me. Are you serious right now? It's just... What? What? It's just what? See, now you're upset, and I just feel like the whole thing has gotten away from us. We should just keep walking down the hallway towards seemingly endless darkness and forget the whole thing. I'm not upset, but if it appears I'm upset, it's because I find this whole situation to be rather ridiculous. I'm not sure why you won't just say what's on your mind. Ugh. Fine. Well? I feel stupid. I just want you to know that. Now it's been turned into this whole big thing, and now when I say it, you're going to be like, that's it? And I'm going to be like, yeah, I know, it's stupid. That's why I didn't want to say anything. Well, let's find out. Fine. Okay, I'm waiting. I just... I thought... (sighs) I thought he would have a cooler name. Who? Satan. What do you mean? It's just up there on Earth we all call him Satan. We also have a bunch of other names, like Lucifer, Prince of Darkness, Beelzebub. Well, first of all, Prince of Darkness is a title, not a name. Also, why would he be the Prince of Darkness? He's the damn king down here. If he's the Prince, who's the king? It makes no sense. That's actually a great point. And finally, what's your problem with us calling him Satan? Do you prefer one of the others? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not about preference. It's just... What? Well... You know when you haven't seen a friend in a long time and you make plans to get together and you're just so excited to see each other, but then you finally get to them and after the initial greetings you realize you actually have nothing to talk about. So instead of actually having a real conversation or engaging in a shared experience from which you would create new and lasting memories, you just sit around for a half hour, starting every other sentence with remember when, until finally you realize you have nothing left to share with this person who you once considered to not be just a friend but practically family. Someone with whom you shared your deepest and darkest secrets. Someone who, just recently, you considered to be one of the only people in the entire world who knew the real you. Someone with whom you could be truly and utterly yourself around with no pretense at all. But now this person is practically a stranger. Connected to you only by a past that becomes more and more distant each day. And feels less and less familiar with each step forward you take on your ever-evolving journey in life. And now, 
Faced with this stark realization that the part of your life you shared with this person is over, you begin to question everything else about your life. You begin to question if you ever really knew this other person at all. You question if you really know yourself at all. And then, worst of all, you wonder who in your life right now will still be there in 10, 20, 30 years. Who do you love now that one day you may sit across a table from and think, how could I have shared so much with someone who I now hardly even recognize? And finally, you question the point of it all. Why even have human interactions? Why spend the energy and make the effort to build relationships with our fellow man when, at the end of it all, it's all just so meaningless? Because whatever the poets and musicians and coffee shop philosophers say now, we don't have each other. All we have, all we really have in the end, is ourselves. Ourselves and... Oblivion. Yeah, and? Well, well, that's kind of how I feel about finding out you guys call him Satan. It's like, oh, really? Shucks, thought it'd be something cooler. Sorry to disappoint. Well, life was disappointing. Why shouldn't death also be disappointing? You really bummed me out just then. And I live in hell. It's been a long day. Anyway, here we are. Knock three times and wait. And with that, Misandra vanished into the air. Probably to a place where she can sob quietly and cut herself in order to feel something real. Poe stood before a plain wooden door, if it could be called that. He looked but saw no knob and no hinges. Still, he took a breath and knocked. After a moment of nothing, he began to feel a low rumble some distance away. Soon the wooden door before him dislodged itself from the wall and slid to the side, as if by some unseen mechanical force. Complete and utter darkness lay before him. Poe turned to his rear and knew that only a fiery pit filled with unfeeling monsters lay behind him. With that he turned and entered the darkness. As Poe continued walking, he could sense the walls of the cave to his side expanding in greater width and the ceiling above him rising. Soon he felt a dampness under his bare feet and the air was filled with an odd mist. Rather than refreshing in the dry heat, it was disquieting, for there was something ominous about its presence, as if it was a prelude to something horrific. The quiet and the darkness began to play tricks on his mind, and he felt himself slipping into something between the conscious and unconscious. Panic was being to take hold of him, when suddenly a small light cut through the darkness. A tiny fire burned in the distance, who focused on the light as if it were a beacon to salvation. He ran towards it, now splashing through puddles and wading ever deeper into some unknown liquid. Before long, he was waist-deep Great splashes made by his legs, and that mist, the mist that grew stronger and steadier until there was a full shower of liquid upon him. Still, he focused on that flame. As he grew near, he looked around himself, but saw no other sources of light, nor did he see anything that this flame cast its light upon. No walls, no floor, only the dark, warm liquid that surrounded him. The flickering flame was a torch the stave of which was stuck into the ground. As Poe grasped it, he noticed that his hand was entirely red. He put his arm closer to the flame and saw it was red as well. He grabbed hold of the torch and turned all around. With a devastating shock into his utter horror, he saw that this was no liquid. It was blood. Oh, God. <coughs> oh, God, okay. Uh. Every time, every time it is. Uh. <laughs> oh. 
Okay. Okay, uh, oh, my apologies to other says it's just, it's just the whole, the whole river of blood thing is just, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's a bad, it's a bad f***ing image for me. Oh, it reminds me of this video that we had to watch in health class as a child. I can't, I, I can't stop it. <laughs> stop thinking about it. Oh, okay, what's next? What's next? Hello. Oh, thank God the devil's here. Hello. Bob? Actually, I prefer Satan. Oh, right. Sorry, it's just that last time it was Beazelbub. And honestly, that's fine. In other realms, I really go by whatever. But down here, like... Like it's my house, you know? Totally get it. Don't say another word. Satan it is. Okay, cool. I don't mean to be that guy. It's just... Hey. Hey, buddy. It's totally cool. Like I said, I, I get it. Okay, cool. I knew you would. We get each other. We do. We do get each other. That is why this partnership is going to work so well. I'm very excited about the things we could accomplish with each other. Me too. I was up all night thinking about it. Like, I don't like... Uh, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I know. I'm totally with you. Listen... Though, um, one quick thing. Sure, what's up? The blood. I knew you were going to say that. I have just never had a great tolerance for blood. I cut my finger once in the fourth grade and passed out. Really? Swear to God. <laughs> you must never say that name again. Oh, oh, of course. How silly of me. My apologies. Never, never again. Got it. Underline, bold, highlight, check, check, and check. No G-O... Don't even spell No spelling either. Okay. Not a problem. I'm glad we're getting this all out of the way now. Any other soft spots? Um, no, that's really it. I mean, just, just kind of stay away from all that stuff and we're cool. You got it, big guy. So, about the blood. Oh, yeah, um, let's see. And the darkness. I mean, I appreciate the torch, but honestly... Talking to a disembodied voice like this is making me kind of dizzy. Any chance for a face-to-face? -face? Of course. How about this? And with that, Poe was suddenly standing in a moderately lit room. He stood before a large throne on which sat Satan himself. He will not be described here because honestly I'm a little freaked out right now and I wish we could cut to a bar scene or something else. Uh, here's hoping this goes back. Much better. Good. Well... First, hi, formally. <laughs> hi, Paul. How are you? Doing fine now. Gotta say, I was a little stressed waking up in a cave and being around all those demonic creatures. Oh, I know. But everyone has to go through the same intake process. It's such a pain. So much for friends in high places. Don't you mean low places? Ah! You... <laughs> You. <laughs> no, seriously, though, are you adjusting well? I'm fine. Actually, I've never felt more myself. I feel, I don't know, whole, fulfilled. I feel like when you reached down through that fire and held my hand, my whole life suddenly made sense. Like everything was leading me here. To you. Because it was. Your presence here is the fulfillment of both our destinies. 
And now, finally, we can act. Are you ready to begin? More than ready. Good. So let's get down to brass tacks, shall we? Let's! You need to kill your father. Well, that tack sure is brass. Well, it's gotta happen. And Rafe definitely needs to go. Alright, slow down there, big fella. What's your angle here? Okay, so we're in agreement that your ethereal animatizer is brilliant. Oh, thank you very much. A few simple modifications and duplications, and we essentially break down any and all barriers between the living and the dead. Death will become meaningless, and therefore salvation irrelevant. Humans will have no need for savior, and will begin to indulge in their most carnal desires, and I will have them all. Dark. Uh, thank you very much. Question? Go. Why do you need me? I mean, I don't want to minimize my contribution here, and I certainly don't want you to realize how dispensable I am. You know what? Forget it. No questions here. No, no, Poe. My, my, my dearest Poe. Don't you realize? Nope. Excuse me, Satan. Hold on a sec, Poe. Yes? You have Michael online free? <sighs> Tell him I'll call him back. I tried, sir, but he says he won't fall for that again. He says he'll just keep calling every 60 seconds. <sighs> this guy. If you have to take it, take it. Oh, fine. Fine. Patch him through. Ah, go. It'll only be a second. Take your time. Hello? Yes. 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 I don't care. Okay? Okay. Fine? Yes? Okay. Anything else? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Got it. Friday at noon. Yeah, I got it. Okay, bye. Sorry. It's fine. Everything okay? Yeah, it was, um, Michael, the Archangel. He wanted to tell me that they know what I'm doing and they're unleashing all their reserves to destroy me once and for all. And he's going to be there to watch my face freeze over, blah, 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 blah. You're not worried? Worried? I'm excited, man. This is the war to end all wars. This is the war for humanity, for eternity, for everlasting life. This is it, man. This is what we've been waiting for. And honestly, I can't wait to go another round with that little punk. Okay, cool. Uh, so what about me? Oh, right, Paul. Yeah, you're the Antichrist. Wow. Yeah. Let that sink in for a second. Huh. How, um... What? It's a bit of a story. It's, it's a bit of a story, but essentially your father made a deal with me. And in exchange for some goods and or services, I would impregnate his wife with my spawn. Well, gee golly, I am... I am stunned. It kind of makes sense, though, right? You know, I was just thinking, oh boy, this is kind of the missing puzzle piece, isn't it? Oh, right? Like all those dark tendencies you've had since you were a child suddenly makes sense? All this obsession with death and trying to figure out how to reach across to the dead? You're my son. Wow. Still... processing... Take your time. Actually, don't take too long because the first thing you need to do is kill your father, quote unquote. Right. Why? Well, after our deal, 
He went a little bonkers with the gift. He was going to kill you as a baby, but I guess he fell in love with you or something. Yeah. Then once your mom died, and he realized he had to raise you all alone, knowing what you are, it kind of drove him insane. He always held out hope that you would turn out okay. That's kind of sweet, actually. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. Anyway, because you are fully human, as well as fully satanic, there is a chance you could be corrupted and turned toward the side of light. And if there's one person who could facilitate such a transition, it's definitely your father. So, we need to kill him straight out. Why don't you just do it? Eh, eh, think about it. This will solidify your commitment to us, to me. You killed him. We're good to go to move forward as planned. We're so close to the second event, and I need you on board. You're my boy, though. You are my boy. How... Um, how would I do it? Any way you want. Or any way you can. But it must be done before the end of this week. That's 72 hours. Wait, are, are you sending me back? Yes, I have to, but don't worry. You're going to have lots of help. You rang, sir? Miss Sandra. You are going to accompany Poe here to the Earthly Realm, where you will assist him hunting down his father and killing him. Sir, are, are you sure? I, I hardly know how I'll fit in up there. Oh, please, with all those ghouls and goblins running around, you'll hardly be noticed. Right, Poe? It is kind of a shit show right now. <laughs> See? It's perfect. Oh, and take Mitchell with you. Sir, I must protest Mitchell is neither qualified nor even eligible. I want Mitchell. He's going. Oh, you're gonna love him. He's a vampire. Really? A vampire? Yeah, I mean, he's OG vamp. Not like that Twilight and interviewer shit that you have up there. This guy is the real deal. Huh. Well, we'll be moving around in the day, so I'm not sure... What did I just say? Going up in flames because of sunlight? That's some fairy tale shit. Mitchell don't play like that. Just make sure he eats seven to eight times a day, or he gets for real cranks. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Okay, so uh, I want Poe's fake dad's hand on a platter by Thursday. And then we'll be in place for the second event this weekend. Go! Hands together in the circle. Go, Go team. team! Sir, my apologies, but I I believe you're forgetting something. What's that? Oh, oh I'm not forgetting. Why do you think I'm sending Mitchell? Will Poe be able to kill his father? What did Missandra whisper? Will Mitchell prove to be a well-rounded and fully developed character, or just something shoehorned in at the last second because the writers decided offhandedly to include vampires this season? Find out next time on Poe Green and the Ghost Machine. And the Ghost Machine is brought to you by Masturbation! Seriously, did you guys know about this? How am I just finding out about this now? Seriously!
This is a real game changer for me. I mean, huge. You like Dong Chang? Takan. Edwardic. Esumbanik. Songai. 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 Nay. Nanun gayate. Tajung atasai. Look, I have to go, Jai Wung. Because the episode is over. Just, just keep working on those missing memories, please. Oh, hi, announcer. I brought you your hat, and this diamond bracelet, and my grandmother's wedding ring. Oh, that's sweet. Just add them to the pile. The pile? Yeah, that's right. I told you everyone's being so nice to me. Even the writers have been giving me gifts all day. <laughs> Whoops, here they are now. Hi, boys. Hi, narrator. Uh, hi. Hi, 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 narrator. Uh, I brought you another necklace, narrator. I brought you another puppy. Narrator. Um, well, I, I brought you my credit cards, narrator. I brought you my mother's ashes, narrator. I brought you my blood! Here! <laughs> I brought you my drawbar! <laughs> oh, you guys are so sweet. Thank you. Uh-huh. Now leave me alone. I'm tired. Okay, love you, nar- I love you, narrator. I'd do anything for you, narrator. Bye. I would, I would die for you, narrator. Those guys are too much. You know, announcer, even when I was still trapped in the hideous blob of a body God granted me, I always found you to be the most objectively attractive man I'd ever met. And, well, let's just say my, uh, my crevice has no need of additional servicing with industrial lithium-based grease when you're around. Wow, really? Um... I haven't said this in so long, but will you go out with me? Oh, you're sweet. I would, but I can't. No, not right now. I'd be no good for you. As soon as I track down my killer, I'll be in a much better space to try and start a relationship. It's frankly too much of a distraction for me right now. Well then, narrator, with God as my witness, I will find your killer if it's the last thing I do. Excellent. That's excellent. Rude Alchemy is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Wardner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. Poe Green and the Ghost Machine story by Rude Alchemy with Mr. Hodgkin as lead story editor. This episode written by Mr. Hodgkin and edited by resident sound designer Mr. Michael Hahn. Featuring the voices of Rude Alchemy with Neil Rathwin as Satan. Music composed by Mr. Benjamin Dyra. Please wait for them to support Rude Alchemy and gain access to the bonus content, including blooper reels from every season. Visit RudeAlchemy.com slash support. And finally, well, folks, it seems I've fallen in love with the narrator now that she's a beautiful Asian woman, and all I had to do was murder him when he was an obese Caucasian man, which she can never find out about. It's only a matter of time before the narrator listens to back episodes and finds out the truth. Well, there's only one man who can help me out of this mess. Resident sound designer, Mr. Michael Hahn. Time to pay him a visit. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. 
A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E dot com. Mm-hmm.